Hanukkah. 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 You're listening to Hanukkah Podcast, highlighting citizen Potawatomi Nation issues, members, and more. Paige Willett Nadeshnikas, Borewadme Ndao. I'm your host, Paige Willett, CPN tribal member and employee. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate us. This episode explores language, specifically Borewadmimwen or the Potawatomi language, in a historical context. We hear from a CPN musician who paired with a filmmaker to create a music video showcasing the past, present, and future of Potawatomi. We also discuss one of the few remaining first language speakers who recently walked on. Two Citizen Potawatomi Nation members brought their artistic talents together for a song and music video that celebrates the strength and history of Borewabmimwen and its speakers. Singer-songwriter Alexa Dawson, located in Kansas, and stop-motion animation creator Nicole Emmons, located in Oklahoma City, attended premieres for their work in OKC and Hollywood, California. Hanukkah reporter Mary Lever attended one of the premieres and spoke with them about their art and heritage. In their newest music video, Speak Again, Alexa Dawson and Nicole Emmons show their vision of hope for future generations of Potawatomi. The stop-motion animated music video had its Oklahoma premiere on November 26, 2022. The two also traveled to Los Angeles for its world premiere on November 19th during the LA Skins Fest, an indigenous film festival. Speak Again marks Dawson and Emmons' first collaboration together. They co-produced it with grant support from First Peoples Fund. The video was animated and directed by Emmons. Must have felt when our elders lost their way, deprived of ancient words amid the autumn maze. The song and music video tell the story of three generations of Potawatomi who share knowledge across time and space, redefining what it means to truly speak again. Inspired by Potawatomi author Dr. Robin Wall Kimmerer's 2013 best selling book, Braiding Sweet Grass. The lyrics and video portray a time when Bodawad Mimwen is brought back to Potawatomi communities in a meaningful way. In Braiding Sweetgrass, Dr. Kimmerer wrote about the endangered nature of the Potawatomi language, with only nine first language speakers remaining at the time of publication. Inspired by Dr. Kimmerer, former Delaware Governor Jack Markell wrote a poem called Mine Remain. He later contacted her to see if she could connect him with a Potawatomi musician to collaborate on a song. Kimmerer put Markel in contact with Dawson. It took me a long time to take the poem and to think about it and to think about which direction I wanted to take it. Um, it was very past tense. It was very, it was really looking at these things that had happened and this sort of lament about what um, had happened uh, to us. I, I really wanted to take it in a different and more hopeful direction. As she wrote, Dawson said she was thinking about Native people in the present and future tense. When she completed the song, she contacted Emmons in 2021. Emmons was thrilled to learn they received a grant from the First Peoples Fund to support the production and agreed to animating the video. She listened to the song and produced a storyboard with visuals. 
we collaborated the whole way. Like she was definitely involved in the process of work, you know, working out the visual with me. Um, but she gave me a lot of creative freedom to express things how I saw fit, which was great. It's always amazing when you work with an artist that allows you, you know, a lot of freedom to come with your own visual ideas. Emmons said then it was just a matter of making the sets, puppets, and props. Dawson even traveled from Kansas to Oklahoma to help paint parts of the set. She was particularly excited to see Emmons' attention to detail. It was really awesome to be a part of that, you know, just to see a little bit of Nicole's process. But I had no idea how much time it took to do everything you have to do first, you know, with a set building the set, making sure everything looks good on camera, um, finding the like, you know, the right pieces and props to make the the environment look aesthetically like you want it to look. A previous music video Emmons worked on took a year to complete, but Speak Again was completed in about eight months. Dawson saw her passion for language revitalization through her animation. I'm really glad that she wanted to work on this project. I can't imagine going through all the time, all the questions and all the discussions that we had about how things should be um, without it being somebody who is also Potawatomi and especially like citizen Potawatomi that we were able to talk about a really common experience that we have as far as like kind of separation from that and the the desire to go back um, and it wouldn't have come out, you know, with any other artists. Emmons agreed it was inspiring to work with another tribal member. She had never worked with another citizen Potawatomi on a music video this closely before. So it was really exciting and definitely kind of sets the tone for where I want my career to go. I want to keep working on Native um, material and content and keep producing Native content for sure. They were both grateful for the help of Jane Fleischfresser and Leslie Deer, who created the intricately detailed outfits worn by the puppets representing three generations. Fleischfresser made the outfits for the elder and adult, while Deer crafted the outfit for the child. Emmons said she enjoyed discussing ideas for the outfits and then seeing Fleischfresser and Deer translate the ideas into clothes. One of her favorite details was the child's beaded visor that matches her regalia. The visor looking futuristic, and she decided to bead the visor, so she put little beads around it. And some people, when we show the video, are like, what's the deal with the visor? But it's just to keep in line with the futuristic concept. Dawson said she appreciated the contrast between the elder and the child because every generation plays a vital role in the community. That's why we need them in our lives and year-round kids, um, because we need to get broken out of our little, like, structured ideas a lot. And I think that that's something that the younger generation really like brings to the community that's so vital. The two Potawatomi words in the video, Nekiyananak. Or our elders, and Pinojananak. our children were chosen to be inspiring. They carry a lot of meaning for Dawson. Most importantly, she just wants others to keep learning, whether it's the one or two words they learned from the song or advancing to the next level of language mastery. 
Dawson considers herself a beginning learner, but she makes a point of teaching her daughter. You know, to watch my daughter know words for, like, dear, when we see them and say that, blurt that word out, you know, in the car ride instead of another word when I know that it's been seven generations since that's happened in my family is really important. You know, it's really something that I think that I want to inspire other people to do. Emmons sees each generation as contributing to tribal culture and sustainment as well. We're learning from our elders. We're getting gifts from our elders. Our children are giving us gifts of inspiration. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to to learn language and to learn culture and practice culture and to pass it on because we'll be the next elders. As they traveled across the country for both Speak Again premieres, they also received positive feedback from tribal members across the United States. Dawson said they want to encourage everyone to view and share the video with friends, family, and their social media contacts. So that we can let it be seen by the people that it was meant to be seen by, you know, that it was made for. Dawson said she relished the creative freedom to make cultural changes to Markel's original poem, including showing the modern lives of indigenous peoples. She felt it was important to include the present and future as much as the past. It's really cool. I see other people, um, you know, reflecting this truth in their own ways through their art. And I'm really glad that we are are able to, like, add this to a collection, you know, I hope, of of art that's coming out um, in Native publications and mainstream stuff that's, you know, really looking at Native people as present tense people that have a future. Emmons said she was surprised by how the project affected her emotionally, and as a concept, its meaning grew for her as she worked on it. She and Dawson presented it to Potawatomi of all tribes at the 2022 Potawatomi Gathering in Hannaville, Michigan. It was so powerful to be able to do that and to be able to show like our message about speaking again and really reclaiming the language. And there's been a lot of reclamation of the language, and to be a part of that wave is just super exciting. It made me kind of just, I think, take stock of everything I was doing and think about where I want to go. And so I definitely took it to heart and it's um, had a profound influence on me, I think. Dawson hopes their experience with the First People's Fund will encourage other artists to seek funding for producing their own art. With their grant, Dawson previously released her album, Music is Medicine. I really think it's important that as Potawatomi, you know, what and Native people in the in the Midwest and and everywhere else, like that we work together and lift each other up. Um, there are people who can get Native artists in contact with you know resources that really make a difference in an artist's life. As a professional filmmaker and stop-motion animation specialist, Emmons has served as director, animator, digital layout artist, set and lighting technician, and puppeteer. She has also taught animation, video production, art, and puppetry. Her commissioned work has been featured twice on the Netflix series Waffles and Mochi. Most recently, she won Best Music Video at Oklahoma City's Dead Center Film Festival for A Prayer, which she directed for Andy Artis. Learn more about her work at NicoleEmmons.com. Dawson's music has been described as sultry soul meets world roots. With sounds that are accessible yet transcendent, her captivating red dirt honey vocals lay on the listener like a blanket of good feelings, giving the gift of healing through sound. 
Music is Medicine is her original debut album and describes the motivation behind sharing story and song. Learn about her work at alexadawson.com. Speak Again is now available at cpn.news backslash speak again and on YouTube. Dr. Robin Wall Kimmerer's book, Braiding Sweetgrass, referenced nine remaining first language Potawatomi speakers that inspired the poem, Nine Remain. However, that was at the time of publication in 2013. Ten years later, in 2023, only two remain. Reporter Mary Lever joins me again now to talk about Jim Thunder, who recently walked on in December 2022. He spent his life as a Forest County Potawatomi citizen, teaching Potawatomi from all nations the language and cultural ways, and his loss will be felt for many years to come. Mary, can you give us a sense of his legacy? I think with Jim, you can look at his legacy in in a couple of different ways. Uh, The first being the tremendous amounts of documentation that he shared, uh, whether it was the number of books that he wrote, the audio cassette tapes that he produced to help teach people language, the classes that he taught that so many people attended. Uh, But I think most importantly, too, you can look at the fact that he was just incredibly selfless. He really gave of his time uh, whenever and wherever he was able to. Um, He had a real heart for his people, uh, no matter where they lived. It it didn't matter to him whether they lived in Oklahoma or Kansas or uh, even in Canada. He just, he wanted to give of himself in order to help his people. And he was just really an outstanding example of, I think, everything that an elder should be. Uh, A person who's always looking for those opportunities to teach the younger generation what they need to know. Speaking of those um, audio cassettes, yeah, he's kind of become one of the voices of the Potawatomi language period, if you will, especially digitally. Um, I believe a lot of those have been transferred to uh, digital files and and uploaded as part of the PotawatomiDictionary.com, which the language department here at CPN has been working on for years, a few years now, and it has over 10,000 entries and a lot of those have have Jim's voice on them. Mm-hmm. That's right. I had a chance to speak with Justin Neely, uh, the language director, and we talked about how Jim's tapes were kind of the catalyst to spur Justin on this language journey. And he gives credit to Jim for being able to be the teacher that he is today and taking everything that Jim taught him about Uh, having optimism, using your sense of humor to get learners engaged in the process and, you know, being passionate about it. You have to have passion in order to teach people. And that was, I think, one of the the things that stands out for Justin about Jim's legacy is, you know, the fact that he was able to put people at ease and to teach them things that they didn't think that they would be able to learn. But once they got into it, And I mean, with his guidance, uh, so many people have been able to start that language journey. What kind of other experiences or memories did Justin recall with Jim while you were talking to him? 
he told me a story about how when he first started learning the language, he was very gung-ho about learning. And he would often come into a room and many of the other language speakers would leave the room because they knew he was going to have a lot of questions. But he said that Jim Thunder never did that. He always stayed. And no matter how long or how many questions Justin was going to ask him, Jim would stay and he would answer every single question. Uh, He also called him his go-to guy whenever he had a question about anything. And he said Jim was active on social media, so he was only a Facebook question away. And Justin always appreciated that about him, how he just gave of his time no matter what. You referenced earlier Jim's uh, sense of humor and, and that being a way to bring people in and you know, attracted to, to learning the language, as well as making people feel at ease. Did you hear any stories? Well, yes, uh, there were several funny stories uh, that Justin was able to share with me. And he said, one of the best ways that Jim just helped people relax was through his use of humor. And whether that would be uh, writing a, f- a funny song with funny lyrics and Potawatomi, uh, telling jokes, he had Uh, sentences that he would write about, you know, maybe a rabbit that had bumped its head and (laughs) fallen off a log. And uh, he had another funny story about a song about passing gas. So (laughs) if those are not two good ways to sort of get people to laugh and relax and have a good time, then I'm not sure what other ways you could engage language learners, uh, especially when you're when you're talking about maybe teaching young children. I mean, that's a great way to get them involved in learning. And uh, he had some other songs that he had written. Justin said he loved to play the guitar. So he would play the guitar and uh, sing songs that he had written. Or he even had a Johnny Cash song that he had translated into Potawatomi. And he would sing that as well. So, you know, Justin said it was it was sure to be a good time when you saw that Jim had pulled out his guitar and was going to sing for everyone. That's amazing. Music, also a great way to learn language. Absolutely. Um, You know, music is such uh, a big part of who we are as Indigenous people. It's that's another great way to share history is through song and through our music and whether that's a Uh, our traditional practices or whether it's more contemporary. Uh, I think music is also a great way uh, to bind us all together. Why was he so dedicated to teaching others about the language? Oh, yes. Uh, Justin also shared with me that it was Jim's view that language connects us to everything. And whether that be our traditions, our ceremonies, our history, because we did not have written language. We passed our history in the form of an oral tradition, um, really the essence of what it is to be Potawatomi. And language is the part that connects all of those pieces together. It's what makes you unique, and it's how we can continue to share those tribal traditions today. If you're interested in learning the Potawatomi language, visit cpn.news backslash language. Hanukkah Podcast is produced and brought to you by Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Public Information Department. Please click the subscribe button and leave us a rating. And share the show with your family and friends. 
You can find CPN on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Potawatomi. Visit us on the web and find digital editions of the tribal newspaper at Potawatomi.org. That's P-O-T-A-W-A-T-O-M-I dot org. Miigwech Nikanek, Mamamina. Thank you, friends. See you later.